Well, good evening again, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, Luke chapter 17 is late in the book of Luke. And Luke has a couple of themes as a writer that he wants uh, to get across to his readers. Uh, really to the point where he kind of clubs us over the head. He just repeats them over and over and over again. Uh, one of them is that after a certain point, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And Jesus has been uh, forecasting that it is not going to go well for him. So actually, the entire gospel or narrative of Jesus' life it sort of hinges on that trip to Jerusalem. And so for this to be happening in chapter 17 should tell us that, that we, sh we should at least feel a little bit of that tension. That, that this, is, this is going somewhere soon. It's kind of like you're, you're, you've been on a long road trip and you've got one hour left. You know, you, that, that's always the worst part of it. Because that's when you just need out of that car. The other thing that, that pops up here in, in this reading, Luke has also been clubbing his readers over the head with. And that is the fact that consistently, people who should get it don't, and the people who shouldn't get it do. So Luke really, as, as like a writer, editor, and so on, he really likes to flip the script. And so when you have uh, in a, a story or in a particular you know, moment or a scene or whatever you want to call it, that includes somebody that belongs to a group that would have seen, been seen as lesser or they would have been hated, it's a fair bet or a safe bet that they're going to emerge as the hero of the story, aside from Jesus, because he's obviously the hero. And that's exactly what we see happen here. Jesus is uh, traveling between Samaria and Galilee, so we're north of Jerusalem a fair bit by like 60 miles, give or take. Uh, we don't know exactly where he was. And that puts him in kind of a, in uncomfortable territory because Samaritans and, and the Jewish people do not get along. And there's like long, complicated um, historical reasons for that that re really aren't worth getting into uh, for today anyway. But they have uh, more or less a shared tradition, very similar, if, if not the same in certain parts, scriptures. Uh, from a modern perspective, we would look at them and say, well, they, their religious practice, the, the God that they worship is basically the same. But they would not have seen it like that. Because if you were to ask a Samaritan where God is, which is the fundamental question, I think we can all agree, uh, they would point to Mount Gerizim, about 30-ish miles north of Jerusalem. You were to ask a, uh, a Jewish person, where is God? They would look at you funny and they would say, on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, that's where God is. It's a fundamental difference. And uh, their, their years, and the fact that they share a border doesn't help, uh, include a lot of violence. And it's also one of those situations where there are no innocents. The Samaritans did terrible thing, things to the Jewish people. The Jewish people did terrible things to the Samaritans. In other words, 
It's complicated. So Jesus is passing into a village and he encounters people with leprosy. We have another flag on the play or whatever sports metaphor you want, you want to run with. Because leprosy, um, leprosy in modern days is, a, uh, I think, a pretty specific diagnosis. I'm not a dermatologist, but that's what I vaguely remember. In the ancient world, leprosy just kind of referred, referred to skin conditions of all kinds. And if you were to uh, contract one, it was unclear if you were going to be contagious, and especially if you were Jewish slash Samaritan, it meant that you were unclean, and you could make everybody else unclean. So you had to remove yourself from your home, uh, from your village, and you had to live in like a little colony until, if you were lucky, the disease cleared up, in which case the priests in the temple were specially trained to uh, identify skin diseases and identify when they had cleared. In other words, by getting a disease through most likely no fault of your own, you lose everything. You lose your community. You lose access to the presence of God in the temple or access to sacred space. And you have to go live with other people who have done the same. Have you ever heard of the term bucket of crabs mentality? It's, um, uh, it, it refers to a men- mentality of, of a group of people that are just miserable, like a bucket of crabs. You know, you put them all in there, they're just ah, trying to pinch each other. And, and they have a tendency to just be miserable and make everyone miserable around them. Uh, we're probably not too far off from that. So Jesus' reputation uh, precedes him, apparently. And so they, they approach Jesus at a distance. Um, the language here, I think, suggests that they get a little too close, but whatever. And they ask for help. And so they do, and Jesus gives them, and we just heard it, this semi-famous command, go show yourselves to the priests. In other words, they need to, to uh, verify and validate that you are cleansed. Now, apparently, they get the message, and so they go on their way. Um, we learn in a minute that, uh, that one of them, at least one of them, is a Samaritan. And that's kind of Luke's punchline. Um, it, the way he tells the story, he's not that interested in the miracle. He's interested in this one guy, the Samaritan. And I think it's because Jesus is he's a Jewish man, obviously, And he's saying, go show yourselves to the priest. Put yourselves in the shoes of the lepers. If you're Jewish, and you look at Jesus, he would have been visibly Jewish, he would have been wearing his his prayer shawl and so on and so forth, then you know what he means. He means go to the temple in Mount Zion. Because that's where God is. That's where the priests are. If you're Samaritan, it's a little more complicated because you know he means Jerusalem, but you hate those guys. They're wrong. They're a little too similar, and they share a border, and we don't like that, and we have a complicated history together. That's obviously what, it, what he means. But you know in your heart, you know from your traditions, from your people, that God is present in, in Mount Gerizim, and Good for you because that's a much shorter distance. 
That's where I would go. And so, uh, we just, uh, Luke just kind of assumes that we feel that tension. And so, as, he's, as they're walking off, they're, either way they have to go south, so at least they're going to share the, the journey for a little bit. Uh, it seems like pretty quickly they realize that they've been cleansed. Um, now, these, again, are people who have, been, who have been forced to live because of their condition cut off. That's a miserable way to go through life. And uh, as, as, as they see that their, their skin condition is cleared, we assume that nine of them go off to the temple so that they can get their life back. Again, I'm stuck in a long car ride, uh, at least that, that image. Like, you just want to get home so you can get back into your routine and live your own life. I think that's what they want. And then there's the Samaritan guy. Now, Jesus, uh, the way G- Jesus says it to at least modern ears, it would come across kind of racist. Like if you hear some, somebody you know, within, our, within our society, somebody living here in Albuquerque, and then said, oh yeah, that foreigner over there, I think the room would get pretty awkward, right? We'd become really interested in our feet or looking away going, eh, I don't think you can say that. Um, but I think that's Luke's point, is that this is really special. Because the group of lepers are forced to make a choice about where God is, and the one guy gets it right. He goes to Jesus. And in, in this, this um, radical kind of growing image as Luke is telling the story, and the other gospel writers do this in their own way, you just have this, this clearer and clearer image that the question of where God is and what God is like is getting answered by this guy standing in front of them. Now Jesus, of course, is he, he's shocked, but I mean, he's also Jesus. And, and he, he honors this guy, and you can hear Luke giggling, happy, I don't know. Again, with the theme that he's been clubbing, uh, clubbing over our heads over and over again, that this guy shouldn't have got it right, and he does. Now, that raises the question, why? Um, why? Why, do, why does he get it? And we're not really told. Um, but I'm going to speculate which is one of the things in seminary they told us never to do, but whatever. It's not like this is going on the internet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a slow burn. Um, because the way, like, the attitude and posture of this guy, is, this Samaritan, is one of worship and one of gratitude. And as I've been thinking about gratitude, because, I mean, it's Thanksgiving, that's what you do, it's become apparent that, that the practice of thankfulness or the practice of, practice of gratitude has a tendency to show reality for what it is. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, imagine the colony of lepers, these ten lepers, who've had a miserable existence for some amount of time. 
Um, have you ever spent some time with a group of people that is just generally miserable? Uh, it tends to skew our perspective. But I've also noticed that I don't need to be with a group of just negative people to see this in my own self. I only need like a couple of things to go wrong. And then I am there in the moment. Um, I mentioned last Sunday, because it worked as a sermon illustration, I've been doing this terrible project of building a retaining wall in my backyard, which again, I'm never going to do again. Um, so I was doing a little more work today, and I popped two tires on my wagon that was carrying all of this heavy stone. That's all it took to set me off. I could kind of feel the cloud. Why are we like that? I don't have an answer for that. But boy, I've seen it a lot. In my own life and those around me, we, our, our perception of reality tends to get overshadowed very quickly by the negative things. The hard things, the challenges. When things just don't go our way. And when God blesses us and, and we get exactly what we need and exactly what we want and life is honestly fairly easy for the moment, it's a lot harder to notice. I think one of the reasons why this Samaritan man was able to see the reality for what it was where you assume some of his fellow afflicted people, um, like uh, you assume that they were Jewish so that they would have been keyed into uh, the stories of their people, the expectations and hopes about what God was going to do for them, that God was someday going to send his, his anointed one, his Messiah, and that he was going to finish what he started with Israel. You would assume that at least somebody there would have known that. But, but they missed it. I've noticed um, that when we express gratitude, that if you have the gall, when things go terribly wrong, to take a step back and first off express what you are grateful for, it allows you to gain perspective on the situation as it really is. Like this morning, I popped two tires. I am mad. I am so mad. Um, and it's going to slow a couple of things down, but I mean, I still have my whole family with me. They've been helping. It's been a huge blessing. It would have taken me weeks to get some of that done. And I get to spend Thanksgiving with my whole family. The fact that I don't get to move a couple of rocks like I had hoped I would, is that really that big of a deal? Absolutely not. I think what sets this Samaritan apart is that he's, he at least knows enough to give gratitude where it belongs. And what he gets in return 
is an actual encounter with the living God walking around in sandals. My prayer for us as we go and stuff our faces and spend time with friends and family tomorrow is that God would grant us the wisdom and the courage and really just the gall to express gratitude and give thanks when we really don't want to. And that He would also give us the wisdom and the vision that gratitude brings to see a situation for what it really is. Amen.